It's Wednesday, May 17th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, the Guardians fall to the Chicago White Sox in the opener of their three-game series. Uh, last night in Chicago, 8-3, to three, uh, Shane Bieber gives up six runs in the fifth inning. Uh, the White Sox string together seven consecutive hits, including a pair of home runs. Uh, just not what we're used to seeing out of Shane Bieber. Uh, and and just a, a, a collapse there after four solid innings before that. Yeah, Joe, I, you know, if my research is right here, the 12 hits Bieber allowed in four and two-third innings, those are the most hits he's he's allowed in his career in one game. You know, the last time he allowed double digits in hits was June 13th, 2021. He gave up 10 against Seattle, and if you remember, that was a game he left early and he was injured. You know, he didn't pitch again until September with the strained uh, rotator cuff. Uh, you know, so uh, and most the second most hits he's 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 allowed uh, were 11. And that was back in 2019 in a game against the uh, a, a, a game against the Twins. So not not like you said, not typically what we've uh, you know grown to see from B, uh, Bieber uh, gives up the two home runs in one inning. Uh, that's the second time he's done that this year. He did it against the Yankees as well. So, uh, you know, I'm not saying Bieber's hurt or anything, but that that's a lot of hits, and you're just not accustomed to seeing that. Yeah, you're also not uh, accustomed to seeing uh, a, the game change on a dime, basically, uh, with the catcher's interference call that was was made when Luis Robert uh, had his swing uh, hit the glove of Mike Zanino uh, behind the plate. Rough game behind the plate and um, at the plate for Mike Zanino uh, as catcher. Uh, it, it, it looked like, uh, and, and you noticed this too, I think uh, Bieber and, and uh, Zanino were having a tough time getting on the same page maybe uh, about the pitches that were being called. Uh, Bieber's comments after the game, uh, I'll read them back to you here. Uh, quote, and then obviously execution above all else, you don't want it. Th- so when you don't throw the right pitch and then you don't execute it, it's not a good combination. And that's what I found myself doing a couple times tonight. So that was uh, that was Bieber after the game talking about maybe there was some uh, some disagreement on uh, the, the plan of attack or uh, the, the game plan there in a couple of different situations leading up to that. Uh, that inning, but once uh, once the catcher's interference call happened, uh, it sort of opened the floodgates, and, and Chicago was able to do all that damage against Bieber with two outs. Yeah, you know, they just turned that really nice double play, the close double play, the 4-6-3 double play to get, uh, you know, to get the two outs in the inning, and then bang, the catcher's interference, and then one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight hits. Joe, and two of those hits are home runs, and, you know, that was it for the ball game. But, uh, yeah, just uh, really, uh, uh, you know, a turn- <laughs> you always ask managers the turning point in the game. We didn't, You didn't have to ask them uh, that. La- you didn't have to ask Francona that last night because it was obvious to everybody watching on TV and everybody at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field last night. Yeah, and for Zanino, to that point, he was 0 for 2 at the plate uh, after after his hand had gotten hit. Um, you know, uh, Terry Francona pulled him out of the game, uh, put David Fry in. Uh, Tito said it was to get a longer look at Fry because you know they were pretty much you know once once the game was out of hand, uh, they wanted to give other guys an opportunity. We'll, we'll get into that later, but. Uh, 
you know, Zanino wasn't ducking anybody, I don't think. But, you know, if he was healthy, he would probably stayed in the game fine. Uh, he went to get checked out by the trainers. We haven't heard anything uh, otherwise uh, about his hand. But, you know, we'll see how he comes in today, if how he checks out. Uh, you know, immediately your start, your thoughts start to to trail off to, you know, Bo Naylor's hitting 326 down in 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 Columbus or 263 or whatever he's hitting. Uh, he is a 931 OPS. Uh, and, you know, there's there's possibilities there. But I think as long as Zanino is healthy, he's going to keep playing until they've they hit their their, you know, the, the date that they have in mind for Bo Naylor. Yeah, Joe. I mean, what are you? It sounded like you talked to Zanino after the game. Did he say anything about his hand? Yeah, no, he, he said he was fine. It was immediately dismissed afterwards. So, uh, you know, it, it doesn't sound like there's anything going on there. You see, I, he seemed like he would be you know ready to go again uh, for, for Wednesday's game. Uh, I don't think, uh, you know, there's an opportunity there unless uh, unless he wakes up and the thing's swollen up and, and really hurting him. I, I, I imagine that he would be back uh, in the lineup again tonight. Uh, oh, for the month of March, 0 for 25 with 19 strikeouts. This is a this is a stretch that's reminiscent of the the the, the stretch that Framil Reyes went on last year uh, in late April when he went 0 for 23 with 15 strikeouts for a stretch. And, you know, it was really hard to watch him. I remember being on that trip to uh, Anaheim and and watching him and just, you know, looking around saying this is every at bat with this guy. And it just seems like like you were saying, he's getting overwhelmed, uh, you know, at the plate is Zanino. Uh, just high fastballs are, are getting by him. Yeah, Lance Lynn just pounded the top of the strike zone against Zanino. You know, and, uh, you know, struck him out, what, tw- two times uh, be- before he uh, left the ball game. And, uh, you know, he's we've seen that swing for a, lo- a long time, Joe. He's just he just hasn't made contact. He's not catching up to the ball. He's not even putting the ball in play, Joe. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's the, uh, you know, the, uh, the the disturbing part. And, and, you know, they knew this. They knew when they signed this guy that there was going to be swing and miss. I don't think they thought there would be this much swing and miss. But, uh, you know, he, he only played, what, 36 games last year because of the surgery, the thoracic uh, syndrome uh, operation on his left arm outlet. Yeah, the out, thoracic outlet syndrome surgery on his left arm. Um, I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but, he you know, right now he's lost at the plate. And, you know, you, you didn't expect him to hit 300. But you did expect a little power from him, and we saw that in in April. You know, we saw some power from him, but you know, since uh, you know, since early April, we have not seen anything from Zanino at the plate. Yeah, you talk about uh, you know what the combination of Luke Maley and Austin Hedges did uh, early in the season last year through 41 games, uh, and the combination of Cam Gallagher and uh, Mike Zanino is doing this year through 41 games. Uh, it, actually, Maley and Hedges had a better batting average, had a better OPS uh, than than this year's uh, combo. So uh, it, it's coming to a head at some point. There's, you know, maybe this does force them uh, to adjust their timeline with Bo Naylor and, and and get him up here uh, and, and and sort of try to maybe inject some life. And even even when you do that, there's no guarantee that that Naylor's going to hit right out the gate. Uh, you know. When, when he gets here, but at least you're giving uh, somebody an opportunity who you, you know is going to be around uh, one year, $6 million deal for uh, Zanino. You don't, 
you don't typically see the uh, the Guardians uh, eat a contract like that, but you know maybe they they cut Gallagher loose and keep uh, keep Zanino on the bench. Well, there's no such thing as a bad one year deal, Joe. No matter, I guess. Yeah, I mean six million is a little steep for uh, for the uh, Guardians, but you know it's a one year deal, and that's why they brought him in. And uh, Joe, I mean. Well, I mean, they didn't even catch David Fry in, in at Columbus, and now yeah. he's he's the backup catcher here. I mean, you you I know they're trying to develop and and win at the same time, but you got to give yourself a chance to win here. I well, mean, this you're not out of this thing, and if you're if David Fry is going to be your primary backup, or you know, you got Gallagher, I know that, but if you're saying you want to look at David Fry behind the plate and he didn't even catch at AAA, I you know I, that doesn't uh, that doesn't you know, that, there's something wrong there. You, you've you got to keep one of the veterans there. Either Gallagher or Zanino is going to have to stick around because you're not going with a completely inexperienced, uh, you know, tandem back there. Uh, you'll have the, the pitchers will revolt. I, I, I can't imagine uh, Shane Bieber or Cal Quantrill or anybody really uh, other than the, the three rookies, uh, you know, wanting to see two guys who who were most recently in Columbus uh, behind the plate the whole time. So uh, at least one of Zanino or um, Gallagher has to be sticking around at, at some point when they make a move to Naylor. Uh, all right. Uh, let's stop right here. I've mentioned uh, subtext. Uh, one, you know, when uh, when the moves that happened yesterday pregame uh, took place, the first place that I went was to subtext to let our subtext subscribers know. Uh, about uh, what we're going to talk about next with Jose and his grandma. Um, so, you know, the the first place that, that people knew uh, about uh, the roster move uh, was on subtext 216-208-4346 to subscribe. It's $3.99 a month uh, to get updates uh, first on your text, on, on your phone via text. Uh, go to cleveland.com slash subtext to subscribe. Uh, Jose Ramirez uh, missing for this series, uh, the the Guardians leader at the plate and emotionally, uh, this is a guy who uh, you know loves hitting in Chicago and and eats up uh, White Sox pitching and this would be a a perfect series for him to do so. Uh, he is not here. He is in the Dominican Republic. Uh, his grandmother passed away uh, over the the weekend and uh, Jose went to to uh, I'm I'm sorry on Monday. Uh, went to be with his family, and and uh, the the Guardians are uh, completely understanding because they know that uh, what kind of a guy Jose Ramirez is and how important family is to him. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is uh, you know, you know, I I don't know the relationship between Jose and his grandmother. You know, Terry Francona said they were very close, so you know, this happens. Real life sometimes gets in the way of the baseball season, and you have to respect that, and you have to respect. Uh, Ramirez's, uh, you know, desire to be back with his family and, and, you know, kind of grieve with his family. So, uh, you know, it happens. That's why they have, uh, the bereavement list. And that's why, you know, you're, you're able to bring up a player like, uh, Rocchio and, uh, you know, give him his first, uh, taste of the big leagues. But, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with, uh, Jose and his family that he gets, that they get through this. This is a tough, it's tough. It's, it's a tough time when you lose a family member. We've all been through it. And, uh, you know, so you just, uh, you know, you, and, you know, the, the, the Guardians organization has always been great in these kind of situations. Yeah. And, and I think this is probably one of the reasons why, uh, why Jose re-signed with Cleveland 
because he wants to be here. He wants to, you know, the the way that the the organization treats him and and is is like a family to him in in Cleveland. Uh, I think that's important to him. And and so you know the the time that you need to go and 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 take care of your family that's uh, that's important and uh, he's going to go do that and you know the the hope is that on the other side when they get to New York and he joins them there that you know uh, he's he's the same Jose Ramirez obviously he's not going to be the same Jose Ramirez he's going to be without uh, his grandmother who meant so much to him uh, in his development uh, as as a person and not just as a player but. Uh, when he gets to New York, you you hope that he's able to, you know, just sort of, you know, block things out and, and refocus and, and be the Jose Ramirez that this team needs him to be right now. Uh, boy, they, they sure need him uh, at the plate. Uh, last night you had Stephen Kwan swinging at the first pitch. You never see Stephen Kwan swing at the first pitch of the game and he popped out. I just I, I, I immediately remarked on that. I said, did he just swing at the first pitch from the, the press box? It was uh, pretty interesting uh, that, that that was the approach. And you said, like, uh, you know, they, they looked like they were trying to jump Lance Lynn early, and uh, Lance Lynn's stuff was just too good. Yeah, he was, uh, he looked like the old Lance Lynn. What, seven seven innings, three hits, I mean, three runs, one earned, seven hits, and no walks, seven strikeouts. This is a guy with a, that came into this series, like, on his heels with a 7.51 ERA. He'd been hammered the last, in his last start. And uh, he just, uh, you know, when he wasn't overpowering uh, uh, Cleveland with uh, fastball, he was, he was throwing some, some nasty sliders, some nasty off-speed pitches. He just, uh, he, he did a nice job and he, he, you know, he caught the uh, guardians, you know, they, they had no chance against that guy last night. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was tough. Uh, later in the game, the the offense started to click uh, a, a little bit more, uh, but they were uh, without Josh Naylor in that lineup after uh, the, the 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 sixth inning because uh, Naylor uh, seemed to come up uh, a, a little bit gimpy on the uh, the double play that you talked about earlier, where he had to stretch at the bag. Uh, looked like he might have uh, hyperextended or, or, or twisted uh, something. Is he had left leg tightness was the uh, the reason given. So uh, they could be without Josh Naylor again today. Yeah, that and that's you know this is a guy what Joe that had the great weekend against the Angels. You know, homered in three straight games in the eighth inning three straight times. Uh, gave him a lead all three times. They win two of those games. You know, he's he's done big things in Chicago at, against the White Sox. This was, you know, this it looked like he was ready to take off, and now he gets this injury, you know, and uh, you just got to, you know, you hope he's all right. And, you know, he's he has those leg problems. You know, he had the, the broken ankle from two years ago. So you, you always wonder about that. But uh, hopefully uh, he's back in the lineup t- uh, tonight because they certainly need him. Yeah, if I were if I were betting, I, I would say that uh, I would think Josh, uh, you know, fig- figures out a way to be in the lineup. But, uh, you know, the, the the worry is if he's not, then, you know, where do they go? What do they do? You're, you're playing, uh, you know, Brian Rocchio played out of position last night, basically out of necessity because you had to put uh, Gabriel Arias at, at uh, first base uh, to replace Naylor. But uh, now uh, you could you can work some things around where Arias stays at third. And uh, maybe you DH Rokio or give uh, Ahmed Rosario a, a game off. But I think you don't want to have too many guys out of the lineup uh, at, at this point. Yeah, and they've got Freeman, too, right? He's still on. Mm-hmm. He's, they could, you know, 
uh, put mix him in there. He's played a lot more third base than uh, Rocchio has. Oh, boy, I, I almost completely forgot about Tyler Freeman, which is, I think, uh, you know, I'm not the only person who's completely forgotten yeah. about Tyler Freeman. <laughs> Uh, that seems to be the case, uh, kind of, kind of strange, uh, that, yeah. that he's back up here and, and he's gotten what two at bats since he's returned to the, to the club. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, uh, th- there's so many young guys on this team, Joe, that, that are being squeezed like that, that aren't getting a lot of playing time, you know, and it, it's, uh, you know, I mean, that's what you get with the young roster and, you know, the, the way this roster is constructed and, you know, and payroll certainly comes into that where you don't have veteran guys on the bench that are used to sitting and are used to, uh, you know, kind of going in there and, and filling the gaps when they have to. Yeah. Uh, all right. Mike Clevenger on the mound for the White Sox uh, tonight. Uh, he'll be opposed by Guardians rookie Peyton Battenfield. Uh, Clevenger, uh, you know, signs the one year deal in Chicago, comes in here. All of the uh, legal or, um, uh, you know, the, the accusations of uh, a domestic situation uh, behind him for the time being. Uh, he's just going out there. He hasn't been, you know, outstanding on the mound for Chicago. He's been passable. But, I mean, if he's the any bit of the, the Mike Clevenger that we saw for several years here in Cleveland, uh, you know, the Guardians are going to have their handful. Yeah, he's two and three with a 4.79 ERA. And didn't he say he was going to shove it down Cleveland's throat when he signed with the White Sox? He was that looking was forward his, to do. That was his stated intention, I, I believe, was to <laughs> shove it down their throats. So. so he's going to get a chance here. <laughs> but uh, I like the way Battenfield has pitched, Joe. I know this is a tough situation. You know, last night uh, was a game you should win. You know, you have your ace on the mound. Uh, the White Sox are reeling. Uh, you know that was that was a game you wanted to win to kick this uh, this road trip on, off on on the right note. And now you got now you've got your your two rookies pitching. You know uh, what uh, Wednesday and Thursdays in in Battenfield and, and Logan Allen. So the offense is going to have to help here, Joe. There's no two ways about it. Yeah, they they need a game that gets a, a little more spread out. Uh, I think. You know, maybe in the, the, the eighth inning last night, we saw a little bit of that with guys, you know, running the bases, going first to third. Uh, Quan had an RBI double, but uh, it just hasn't been enough. They uh, Again, I think that was their, you know, 23rd game out of 41 that, that they've scored three three or fewer runs. So uh, the the offense has, has been there. It just hasn't been enough. You know, that's it, they, they need more of what they've been doing. Yeah, and, and the White Sox defense for the second straight year does not look good, Joe. And, you know, you just, you know, I got the feeling lately, as that game got later and later that they were, tr- they were looking for ways to get, to let Cleveland back into that game. And, uh, you know, I, you know, it didn't work. You know, they had such a big lead and then Berger hits, uh, you know, no, then, uh, 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 Luis Roberts hit the home run late. And that kind of put it away, but you know this. It's I think this is going to be an interesting series in the next two games. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. All right, Hoynesy, that's going to wrap it up here from uh, uh, Chicago, and we will uh, check in again with you on uh, Friday uh, because Thursday's game is an early game uh, on the off day. Uh, we will uh, get back uh, a final podcast of the week on Friday here on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. We'll talk to you then. All right, Joe. 